<laughs> Hi, my name is Ivan Komlinović, gear pimp from Zagreb, and you are listening to Decisive Podcast Series with my friend, buddy, mate, and old brother, Roberto Ingram. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Decisive Podcast Series. I'm your host, Roberto Ingram. Glad to be back. You know what today is, right? February the 14th, gentlemen. You know what that means? Happy Valentine's Day. Be sure to go out and get a dozen of roses for your lady. I'm sure she will appreciate that very much. Today we have on the program my good friend from Zagreb, Ivan Klaminovic. We will hear his story. Got a full interview with him. Always glad to have him. I love to call him the gear slut because he loves to rip apart hardware gear. <laughs> and that's cool. We get the chance to also hear his DJ mix and we hear more about the man behind the music. With that said, don't forget to join us tomorrow from 8 till 11 on Radio 80K here in Munich for the decisive radio show with Daniel and myself taking the reins this time. Unfortunately, our man Jack Masterov can't be with us. We also have the live stream in our Facebook page. Go to our Decisive Podcast Radio Facebook page for the live stream. And, you know, we love to get to know you and make sure you click that like button and follow us uh, so that you can stay uh, up to date with all things music with Decisive. Don't forget this Decisive Podcast can be also heard on SoundCloud without the interview. So I will post that. Uh, on Saturday and don't forget on March 1st and 2nd we are proud to be a part of the MixCon DJ convention uh, we will do a live stream directly from BMW World and uh, this convention is a second year in the, in the making and uh, we are happy to be a part of it so why don't you come and meet and greet with us and we have a full program of great music throughout the day and uh, of course, we will be live streaming. You will also be a part of that program. So come out there and support. All right. With that said, let's get on with the Decisive Podcast guest mix with my man, DJ, live musician, sound engineer from Zagreb, Ivan Kleminovic. Welcome back, man. Yeah, it's nice to be here. <laughs> it's good to hear you again. It feels like home. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been... No, it was like six months, half year. Year? Yeah? Yeah, a year almost and a, a year. Almost a year. Almost a but year. it's nice because it's a good thing that um, we kind of can recap from the past and where you are moving forward in your in your music life. How's yeah, the- good thinking, good thinking, because it's it's nice when you don't feel immediately some um, progress. When you recap, you actually see something happened in this meantime. I mean, some of these questions in, in this interview, will uh, we will recap on some of the stuff that I've already asked you, but I only do that because it's always nice to see how pro- the progress that you've, you know, you've gained over over time, so... With that said, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, of course, you and I have known each other for many years, but often we... How many years? I, I don't even remember how, how long we've been. 
It must be 15, dip 14. Maybe 20. Yeah, yeah. See? See how yeah, old? We, See, I'm we losing my mind. Vol- Volcana Beach, you remember I'm losing that. my mind. Jesus Christ. That was, <laughs> that, was, that was heaven for me coming to Croatia. I always look forward. Wicked. I always look forward to coming there because I always felt like I was part of the family all the time. And the connection. And you were, actually. Yeah. And, and not, I wouldn't say Croatia, but your name is really um, connected to Istra. To Istria. Istria. You, right. Istria. You played there Istria. all the time. Okay. And it was so a really cool part you know, of uh, Croatian clubbing history to be there you know um, and you also played uh, the best i i think uh, lots of times perfection with uh, peter and uh, oh that's right thanks for the thanks for the compliment i really appreciate it but now it's your time um we we don't get a chance to discuss um uh, why you are so intensely motivated as a dj and producer of techno and so we're gonna recap on the sake for the sake of uh, 2019. So I asked, what is your motivation to take this hit or miss kind of attitude for this, in this profession? I mean, it's really. You mean uh, right now? What is the motivation or yeah. how? Yeah, when now in 2019. Now, what is your motivation well, after all these years to continue well, to take I, on this hit or miss? Uh, I don't. I don't think any of us need kind of motivation for that it's it's a mission you know it's a purpose and practically whatever happens you're in the music uh, and doing things the best you can and you want to push your own limits that that's probably best description of uh, what you ask but uh, I'm, I'm not sure uh, the motivation is the right term for that maybe campaign or, or something like that you know you always push things and um would you consider this a way of life for you definitely it, it's the way of life because uh, for you yes because when when i'm not uh, in process of uh, making new music or rehearsing uh, my life PA or DJing or buying records or producing or remixing and stuff I'm constantly thinking about what I'm doing and I'm trying to have uh, some kind of um, images of what I plan to do on my next uh, especially for live act because uh, I'm trying to visualize uh, what I'm gonna do yeah, I see and, you. Uh, I see you doing a lot of notation. I, I uh, do a lot of notation, and I have really strict um, guidelines or, or a workflow. Or no, 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 no. I, I improvise a lot. I, I really improvise a lot. But uh, what I what I have strict is um, um, where where I put uh, my instruments. Be- uh, even if I close my eyes, I know where to find one of my synths, uh, drum machines, uh, effect boxes, and uh, those technical things uh, are extremely important for me because I don't want to think about that when I'm on live gig. You know, this is this is a, this is a, this is a uh, workflow meaning that you have to have to do your improvisation without thinking about it. Um, I mean, it's 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 um, no no no. I, I have to do my improvisation with music, but not with the gear. 
Yeah, but, just you, but you have to place. Yeah, but you say you place them in a certain position. Yeah, yeah. You can so you can close your eyes and reach. Yeah, this is exactly. This is, this is okay. Please. Yeah, it's 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 uh, you know I eliminate one one uh, possible problem with that and um, uh, this, this that uh, exact thing like lets me let me um, uh, go further with my performance. You know, a uh, few times I did really. Uh, working think just by turning off everything you know and put things through like delay and but that was not planned it was a decision at the moment you know right. what I mean yeah uh, because uh, when um, concept of life is a little bit different than when you DJ it's actually uh, pretty different. So it's a um, lot different. <laughs> it's a lot. Different. Yeah, definitely. You actually uh, you, got, you got five things, six things, seven, twenty things going. It you know you have to think about. Yeah, it, but, but not only this. Uh, possibilities are different. Um, right. You know, uh, when I when I'm there, there's a little secret with me and uh, my personal vision of my life. I really don't care about crowds in that moment not that i'm not caring uh, how they feel but I, I cannot afford to think in the moment about the whole venue okay uh, i have kind of plan what i'm going to do and i have some freedom to do it on different uh, in different ways. levels, yeah, of, different ways. In different ways, yeah. Uh, but uh, when I DJ, I can be a little bit chameleon. I can uh, um, adapt to yeah. the venue, to the people. You know, if I see more girls than guys, then I I go softer. I go with more groovy stuff. I play my own music. Uh, as a DJ, I do uh, play what I usually play, but the selection of music is pretty uh, different and I really can adapt to people and I can also interact with them. Now, uh, let's say it's like a dialogue. And when I'm doing live act, it's not a dialogue. Uh, I have a speech. You know, so uh, and I, I do the best I can, and usually the result is really I'm satisfied. And most of your most of your live acts are pretty much in Croatia, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you need that experience outside. Actually, yeah, you need that. Crazy, you need that. You need that region. input. Yeah, you need that input outside of Croatia too to also get that experience of which impro improvised technique is great for certain uh, 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 locations in the world and audiences yeah, in, in the world right okay so I understand your I understand your point of view now I know you are a fan of old school techno the, I mean the old school techno era which modern day musicians DJs or um, artists uh, inspire you now if, if any it's hard to say you know it's it's really hard to say because think I of it like to... this think of it like this off the top of your head when you go to your records or you go uh, i mean i have inspiration from jazz and different different uh genres of music drum and bass uh singers rappers and this also is a great inspiration for me to bring to electronic music so 
Yeah, definitely. That that vibe can be heard. So yeah, so, so yeah, so at some point it's kind of like sometimes we overthink that, and I was that's why I was trying to uh, get your first impression. You know, your first impression of inspiration for it. Maybe maybe you have none. Well, uh, I, I I wouldn't say I, I have none, but um, I, I also cannot um, say it's. Uh, there are a few guys that I really like how they produce their music mm -hmm. but when you analyze musically their work mm -hmm. there is not inside lots to see but all together works perfectly and uh, this is kind of um, approach that as a DJ I follow uh, when I'm doing live it's different it's completely different it's just uh, some sketches i was working on in the studio i have uh, in my machines as a kind of backbone and then i build it uh on the stage you know alive so uh you know to, to, to be um how to say if 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 i want to uh say which of uh, recently uh, you know the reason why art. yeah the reason why I said modern day is because we're from the I mean I noticed you like you really enjoy this 90s up until uh, I don't know what, whatever year but because I can hear it in your mixes and I can hear it in your even in your sound um, uh, how you do live act so and I think the my impression is that the modern day music has a, is a little bit different so that's why i had asked i, if I it agree was... with you I, I i buy still buy lots of music uh, because i have to you know i, I still dj and i do it uh, old-fashioned way so i order records you know so um when i'm i, I listen all kinds of, all kind of stuff so i'm not only limited to some periods in 90s or maybe before but i'm trying to find a um, connection between modern technical possibilities and maybe old school naive kind of writing Great. music exactly. you know I uh, because I, you. Uh, I i i see kind of um spontaneous uh, results in lots of uh, music that uh, guys used to do in 90s but there, there, there's lots of people like that today like uh, you know John Heckle I really love his style you know he he doesn't give a shit about you know uh, modern overproduced sound I, I what I really don't like is too polished sound I really don't like that. okay because if you leave only one element out of uh, balance it sounds more interesting to me so uh, this is my taste I, I'm not I, it's not suggestion it's the way to go but you know uh, I like it too I like this human feel this kind of a exactly it's kind can, of a it works it may be not so in key but still it works somehow it just feels like somebody's actually moving you know when you, when you sample moving. when you sample chord and you want to play melody 
you know you cannot do any uh, you know uh, perfect chord pro progression because right. it's a sample right. but you can do something really fucked up that sounds good can I say that no you, you just I of can't. course you can this is the cypher <laughs> podcast series express yourself express yourself how you feel man as long as it's not uh, yeah, yeah absurd <laughs> and, <laughs> no, okay. um, no we can go that way also no yeah. problem <laughs> no, you know we, you can uh, yeah, what I want to fine. say is um, I I don't like to hear that music is made to be perfect that uh, scales progressions rhythmical power that everything sits perfectly it doesn't you know um, when you have really uh, skillful musician like classical uh, musician that uh, works with you in the studio it can sound really impressive, especially for ape like me. I, I'm a musically uneducated guy, completely. I mostly that's probably why you. That's probably why you <laughs> you have that uh, uh, choice <laughs> of expression. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. I don't try to run away from that. Way, that's, yeah. that that's true. But um, in today's uh, different. Uh, how to say it? Uh, ch chose choices of styles. Right. I think uh, it's not a bad thing to search on your own. You know. Yeah, because of course you you in search so, of your so own. So much quest, is yeah. said in the music, but, but but when you when you do some little mistakes that sound good, you don't have to worry about uh, you know uh, how um, how precise uh, and how uh, exact it is by some uh, how to say classical standards mm, of right. uh, music theory mm -hmm. so uh, mm -hmm. go ahead I'm sorry so to finish no, your no, that, to finish that, that's your... it I, I okay. think I did <laughs> okay good um, now of course you're DJing what's the live act um, has taken more of your time I think now than DJing, well, right? Or is it a good balance? Well, in the beginning, it took uh, like it was the first six months for me was like every day. Uh, you know, I I have a day job and like after nine hours, I, I calculate also my trip to the job. After nine and a half hours, I came home and like four or five hours I did rehearsals every day and um, uh, I did it like six months and every weekend Saturday and Sunday I spent even more time with the gear and uh, um, I also had uh, kind of notice to, 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 to take the notes what's good and what isn't and um, it took me like it was like oof, maybe yeah maybe 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 four months when I started to actually uh, two years before that I, I used to tr I was trying to do something like uh, live and it didn't work for me it didn't work good and I, I my maximum was like uh, performing in my studio of course uh, three or four tracks and I put that aside and um, 
when I started to prepare for real live act, it was different because I knew I had to be able to uh, play uh, like one hour exactly and uh, to not to be boring one hour you have to change things and I, I was uh, my goal was for my first um, public uh, live to, to, to actually uh, play between 12 or four, uh, 14 tracks mm -hmm. and not to have any I, I you know I, I don't use uh, computer I don't use any computers right. at my at stage as a DJ or as a live act I, I just don't do that uh, I don't trust them that's the whole reason you know because when much thing can go wrong wrong you know if you have computer in this equation it's like <laughs> times hundred so um, I when I started to think about live act as something new I have to offer I was thinking to eliminate eliminate uh, this comfort zone you have by using Ableton or some other DAW that uh, you know you can trigger uh, scenes, patterns um, wherever you like. It's, everything is synced, everything is quantified, and works good. You know, um, I took the other route. So uh, with that in mind, uh, the problem was how to connect everything because uh, my main sequencer is also sampler when i change um i i i, I won't go too technical about it but uh, let's say that uh, that well that what you can say but what you can say is what gear that you have in your arsenal what what gear you have in your arsenal and that your favorite tools okay um I wouldn't say favorite tools. I, I would say obviously because uh, you told me you told me that you we all know you're a gear slut. So so yeah, you told yeah, me you yeah. stopped now. You stopped that. Uh, now no, you finally my children. You know not exactly. favorite tools. <laughs> okay, excuse. Oh, okay. All right. Excuse me. I, I, all right. All right. I I have been corrected. You know, I have if, been corrected. If I, if I lose off the track, I could only sing. You know. So nobody wants to hear that. Um, so uh, let, let's see that. Um, uh, center of everything is for me uh, Electron Octatrack. I use it as uh, main sequencer and also sampling, sample player. I, I never actually sample live. Um, also, I use uh, analog rhythm from Electron as well, drum machine. I use one polis, polyphonic analog synthesizer, uh, Dave Smith Tetra, and one monophonic, actually two monophonic synthesizers. One is Vermona Mono Lancet, and the other one is uh, RE303, which is exact replica of legendary TB303 from Roland. Uh, when you open it, it's exactly the same, every part, except when you uh, build this is the one I built, except uh, CPU, which is uh, produced especially for that project. Uh, I have uh, one more uh, controller for Octatrack. It's only kind of fader unit, because if you want to move uh, volume 
for every channel you have to go into the pages and it's not uh, hands-on when you're uh, on stage it's on stage you want to have it under your fingers so I, I also use uh, usually two uh, actually uh, more external things like uh, one compressor it's uh, it's called really nice compressor mm -hmm. can you imagine that <laughs> and it also have a super nice mode is there anything nicer than that to have on stage you know really nice compressor with super nice mode on that's it and I also use uh, analog heat you know analog heat yeah, of course uh, also electron electron I use it as a master saturator and also master stereo low-pass filter it works amazingly uh, with that said I also use one reverb unit and one tape delay and that's it and how long did it take for you to just to decide on choosing these particular babies of <laughs> children uh, did it take you uh, really a while of checking out these machines uh, machines over and over and over again or you just said okay that's what I want I mean because I know that you also it's part of your business uh, your day job, right? As a sound engineer, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The sound, sound is my design. actually. I how to say it. Uh, it. It follows me all the time, right? Wherever I go. Um, you're. It's actually really good question because uh, when you start, you you don't have idea what you actually need and you don't have a clue what will happen on stage and definitely i didn't ex i didn't expect you know this live act to be good for me i i just want to do it you know to be able to say okay i tried it but i really enjoyed that shit. it was really good and uh, the thing is um you don't make decisions, but you have some kind of ideas. What would you like to do next time? What would you need to have to do that? You know. So um, you build it all the time. You change things. My first two live acts was made with uh, electron machine drum as a second unit. I always had off the track, but machine drum was different drum machine. Mm -hmm. Actually, pretty, pretty obvious. What is it? And um, it's really amazing piece of gear. Really, really amazing instrument. Yeah, very intuitive. No, 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 I wouldn't say that. It's really complicated. Complicated. It can be really complicated. But saying that, it's 16 voices drum machine. Can you imagine that? 16 voices, no choking, nothing. Everything works perfectly. But not perfect for live more reasons for that but when i first saw analog rhythm first thing that i knew is i won't buy that why too expensive it was too expensive but later on uh second hand analog rhythm was quite possible you know so that started to make me problems especially when i heard demos was different beast and uh, my machine drum was not user wave uh, version but was only uh, the, the, there was two models of machine drum one uh, 
has uh, something they call user wave. It's uh, flash memory, so you can uh, load some your, some your own drum sounds. And I had the one without that option. So um, when I bought uh, analog rhythm, things changed because it has built-in also flash memory, like one gig, and you can layer drums. So in one uh, drum pad, you can put synth and also sample, and you can um, you can layer one above the other. Right, so exactly. Um, the layering technique, yeah. And you also there there is so so many things you can do with analog rhythm that are. Um, predicted to be done on stage. It's really hands-on. It's straightforward. It's beautiful. So, so, in other, so in other words, so in other words, you did out of trial and error, you've come to the conclusion to in 2019 that you have, you are satisfied with the gear you have and you need to go out and get nothing else for now. Yeah, that's it. So far, so great. Good. Because I had one limitation and this was uh, space to carry things you know I, I cannot uh, take with me whatever I want because I have one hard case and one bag and everything I I want to take with me on stage is there and if something is extra it's not gone that's it so I had to do my thing with what I have in those two bags that's I don't have to have extra space for my um, spare underwear. No, I, I put it in my pockets. No problem with that. But, you know, um, also with all these uh, boxes I carry with me, there's lots of cables, PSUs, uh, lots of things you don't even think about when you plan to do live act. You know? So <laughs> I also started to reduce cables by... Uh, avoiding, uh, you know, thick cables. I, I, I buy multi-core cable, and I uh, uh, put these little ones out, and trying to find to buy as small connectors, but uh, standard, uh, like uh, 6.3 uh, millimeter um, jacks, and you know, to to have less things in my bag. You know? so, <laughs> so, so slowly but surely, you le you learn the tricks of the trade, right? I hope so. I, I am learning all the time. That's good. Um, <laughs> I think I saw an article which you received a award for the best live act in Croatia. Um, congratulations on that. Um, I think Thanks. this was it a was, while ago. It was, it was, yeah, it was a long time. Did, did, that, was, did, that, did, that, did that propel you forward in the underground music scene? Did that help you get more gigs? Did it help you get more noticed? Well... <laughs> I would lie if I say it wasn't, because after that I, I get some calls from people who I, I don't know how do, how would they actually kind of find out yeah. or what I'm doing. But um, to be honest, I, I don't. Uh, I'm trying not to be distracted by such okay. things, you know, because. Um, uh, you know, it's not um, it's not always the one that gets Oscar the best movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, so um, I'm not 
I don't take it too serious. Okay. Because it's one private uh, web page that has their own award system, and okay, uh, thank God, thanks guys for that. But I don't want to uh, take these things too serious. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a great fan of Croatia, and I uh, like to get your opinion on the uh, the Croatian scene. Is it vibrant these days? Uh, is a lot going on. Is it going forward? Uh, I know. Ink, Brit, the Brits, the Brits have moved in <laughs> and uh, uh, done a lot of uh, work on uh, the scene. Uh, really big events like, and well, you also not not only Brits, but we also have. Uh, I think Dutch people are Dutch. owners of Labyrinth. Uh, Sonus is part of Time Warp, so. Uh, we had also movement. I don't think there exists anymore. It was in Tisno. Lots of festivals. How does this how does this joint venture from outside entities uh, connect with the Croatian uh, audience and club makers and and the city? I mean, the country. how do they? The, uh, yeah. uh, please explain. Meaning, me. meaning, you know, the Croatian were started off for instance you know Volcano Beach Festival and Pedal and, yeah, and now and anymore. now you have yeah and now you have outsiders coming to Croatia doing massive events and at scales <laughs> beyond normal um, does the Croatian people accept this with open arms and artists in Croatia how they, they appreciate these well, I, I would say that those who think, yes, they did. Because... Uh, Were there any tension? Were there any animosity? Were there any... Yeah, but, um, you know, um, those things came from jealousy. Let's be honest. Because uh, nothing bad happens with all those people and powerful organizations and crazy lineups. Nothing bad uh, came with that because um, they they came here when nothing will when nothing was happening. Exactly. You know, we have uh, some potential inspiration. You know, from time to time it was some kind of party with uh, you know people were listing what they were they they what uh, local promoters okay. book. And uh, if you see lineups of these big festivals, I don't, I, I cannot even imagine where and how should I travel to see all these people in one place in, in three one days. Place. You know, it's it's beyond anybody's imagination from 90s. It, you, when you see like the Dimensions lineup or Sonos lineup or, uh, you know, it's Massive. like just massive. massive it's more than 100 people just playing music you know yeah. <laughs> can you imagine how much people are around just it's a four-day event right crazy it's really I, i'm really happy to had chance to be on some of those festivals because we also learn you know okay um right. everybody's learning you know okay. from uh um, first responders, securities, uh, people at the bar, the people that um, take care about press. Uh, you know, it's so 
perfectly organized, like, you know, like special forces, you know. And Croatia, Croatia benefits in a good way from these festivals. They're bringing uh, um, outsiders to the country and uh, for those four days, for those, is it actually helping the Croatian scene? Definitely. Okay, great. Can you imagine? Um, well, Croatia had some kind of resources, but economically we are small, corrupt country with lots of problems. But can you imagine few such big festivals? How much they business they bring to the country? Bring to the country? How uh, you know uh, hotels, private uh, accommodation, everything is overbooked when those great. festivals are here. So you know. Uh, worst hamburger you could imagine, which is not much bigger than I don't know, you know, your, your headphones are huge, yeah. like yeah. like a little bit bigger yeah. coin, you know. Yeah. You pay for that shit like uh, eight euros when wow. it's almost on the park. Okay, uh, Island they, they of raise, park. okay, they're raising the prices. Huh? And you 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 wait for that piece of nothing like <laughs> half an hour, you know? Oh boy! And I, I have never seen such amount of ATM machines anywhere, anywhere. But this beach, Zerce, hundreds wow. of them all over the place. And when you move, when it's Sonus Festival, uh, you you cannot see free one. You know, wow. people are spending like there is no tomorrow, and uh, that's good. That's okay. Great. That's good for them because I, I believe that uh, Western Europeans don't think that's expensive at all when they come to Croatia. Different standards, different prices, you know, and they have really good time. We have really amazing nature. We have really uh, beautiful places to see you know those festivals are only more or less uh, open-air festivals and um, what they can offer is um, really legit sound system really legit uh, uh, lineups and every everything else is here you know Created but by, by the creator, you know. I that's know that's good for you. So your so your next gigs coming up or what? Well, my next uh, really important gig is this time. Direct this drive, right? No, no. It was uh, last Saturday. Okay. It was small club gig. I was DJing there. A Boogaloo. Boogaloo. I really enjoyed it. It was okay. really good. Boogaloo is also legendary for us. I guess they've been around doing their thing for a long while. Yeah, you know, there was little uh, fun fact about it. Uh, I was first uh, official techno resident at the Boogaloo, but it was OTV Club back in the day. Right. Because OTV so was a, a regional, actually local television, which was right under the club. Mm -hmm. So when we had parties, you know, there was a, it was a show called Nightmare Stage. And those guys hated us, you know. They were, and you can imagine what kind of people they were bringing to Nightmare Stage. You know, like uh, 
crazy guys from really crazy part of the city and they just uh, they were talking shit like four hours and <laughs> it was really fun to watch and every now and then you know when, when you watch uh, the show at the television you see them looking at the ceiling ah those fucking techno idiots again banging <laughs> on our heads <laughs> and uh, this was um, oh, it was called OTV Club and um they changed the name like 10 or maybe more years, years ago, ago yeah. at in the Boogaloo. I, I don't know. I, I prefer OTV. It has oh, kind of <laughs> di- different vibe. Now, are, are you a bit uh, sad that uh, Fort uh, Punta, Punta Crista is, uh, Cristo is about ready to close its doors and, and end all events going there I, I mean, wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm sad because we've seen that we've yeah, okay. seen that because right. Croatia is packed with that kind of places okay. we have lots of fortresses and really good places but uh, ideal thing about uh, Punta Cristo was uh, uh, Colosseum in Pula is pretty close so every opening of outlook and dimensions were done there and it is spectacular yes you have to see it to believe it i was uh, last year um you know i bought a bus ticket i was not in the mood to uh go go with anybody else i wanted to go by myself i turned off my mobile fuck you guys i sit in the bus and i went to Kraftwerk once again i i don't know how long they will perform but it was perfect for me to come to the pula and uh, to see those guys in the coliseum it was uh, unforgettable definitely now are you you must be really hyped and excited to play at the dimensions well so far for me it sounds unreal you know because it is so huge that (laughs) i really i really don't know I, I don't have any uh, war plan for that. I, I will get one. No problem. Yeah, I was. I was going to ask you. Yeah, I was going to ask you. What What do you think you need to do to uh, satisfy your musical taste for something as huge and large and spectacular? Well, this uh, is your time. Good, good thing about dimensions is um, it's divided on more stages, and there is no actually super huge stage which is good. Okay, okay. I, I'm not enjoying to see like 10,000 people in front of me. I, I'm not that kind of uh, musician. Really not. So, um, uh, I, I think everything will be under control. Right now, my biggest obsession is how to record it. How to record it good. How to have like four or five different camera angles and right. to, to, to edit it as good as fuck you know that everybody who knows about it want to see it in full length so you know um, um, I will definitely do my music part as good as I can and uh, lots of new music that I'm daily not producing but you know you imagine some details some ideas or something and you do the sketch and most of those sketches I can repeat because the, some of them are in the machines, you know, when I'm playing in it. So, um, 
I will try to be a little bit different than the last time, but still have the same vibe, you know, because uh, I'm enjoying exactly that part in my life, you know, to, to keep that vibe, to, to, to connect my roots with something that I'm that I like right now in the music world. So mm-hmm. mm, I, I think things will be as usual. Okay. <laughs> I have a couple more questions for you and then we'll call it uh, um, now I see that you're doing quite a few reviews on software and hardware gear. Um, you did the Electron uh, analog heat and now currently just recently you did the uh, a review on the console 1 MK2 and uh, by soft tubes um, tell us about that experience what's a short description of how and why you landed such a way to express yourself and give feedback well it's it's an integral part of your it's integral part of your 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 set anyway as i can see as your it's integral yes and no Uh, the thing is uh, analog heat is integral part of my set but i i I don't take console one anywhere it's in the studio um okay that's in your studio uh, the thing is that uh, i'm regularly reading and watching reviews and tests from other people and uh, those that I choose to see are well done but you know when I get the same device in my hands I see something else and something more and you know um, when I had a chance to try out console one I find the deal breaker <laughs> that nobody else even mentioned you know so, some things are there that people don't think are important enough to note like one 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 stupid detail um, like you have your studio it's kind of place where you do with your clients and like you're doing commercials and uh, after the studio you take your laptop in your bag and you go home and you put a session like with uh, 10 channels of uh, softube console and now what nothing works perfectly so you disconnect the unit you leave it in the studio but all settings, all plugins stay and you can tweak them at home on your headphones. Right. And I was pissed that nobody mentioned that detail because most of my friends that have studios have exactly the same de- dilemma. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So uh, you, you, you would like to be able to do that. And uh, People don't think it's important. They are like hermetically closed in one room with that and it can do that. They, they are sometimes too detailed with something that, you know, everybody can find out how it works and uh, how it sounds. But it you sounds dig, so you yes. dig down deeper. I, I was trying to find reasons 
for guys like me or my friends that have studios, why would I buy them? You know, why? Because it's uh, out. No, I, I don't care about that. Why is so useful for what I'm doing? Uh, so I was trying to concentrate more or on something. It's not a new unit. Let's say it's like the 2014 when MK1 was out and it was uh, pretty expensive. It was like seven, 700 quid. So uh, now it's less than half of that. And uh, it's basically the same unit, but now it's assembled in China. So it's much cheaper to produce. Quality check is probably same. I don't have I don't have anything to say about uh, build quality. It's really good. Integration with uh, DAW is flawless. Everything works works perfect. You can also change how would you like to see your GUI on the screen. And I don't know. It's uh, this is one of those uh, pieces I I'm using all the time when I'm mixing. So I think it's really worth. Okay, good, good. Yeah, uh, congratulations on that stuff, man. That's still, it seems, it, your world of music is uh, uh, hardware, DJing. I mean, what you're blessed to have this opportunity to do so. Um, and the mix, the decisive mix today. What can you tell us about the mix? What was your inspiration? I, it's a, it's a vinyl mix. So uh, the last time I had a live mix, and uh, what was your selection well right now i don't have idea it was a part um i, I don't know which tracks are on it because i'm gonna need the track selection <laughs> everybody needs the track selection so you have some more work yeah, to do. i hope there is some uh, algorithm that catches it because i don't remember because uh, <laughs> it's it's live uh, recorded at the club okay so uh so it's a live recording you know there, there, there is one thing I really hate. It's doing mixes by staring at the wall at home. It's most boring thing you can do. I like to do it before I press record button, and then I started to hate. And the uh, idea was, okay, I'll just uh, take my recorder to the club. I record what, what I was doing there with some interaction with people. And let's see how will how that will sound, you know. So uh, it was more fun for me to do it that way. Okay. This is I, I could do it also at home, but uh, just not the same. Mix live where? Uh, the club is called Depot. It's it's one of those clubs that you love, but you don't know why. You know, it's really. Uh, it's in the circle of old factory for how to call how do you call that uh, black thing tar is tar. it tar yeah yeah you know uh, they used to produce it in this big venue and uh, guys opened the techno club more or less they are having pretty much a hard techno program but there was also some house uh, guests and they they organized anything. 
and uh, the place is perfect actually it's like 300 people capacity it's really wicked sound system really powerful good sounding it's good to be there it's it's really uh, nice to mix in that club you know you have really big and uh, precise monitor speakers you know when whenever I play there they provide uh, turntables and stuff so you know I, I really enjoy that <laughs> so you got the special one of my favorite you got places. the special treatment to have turntables Oh yeah, my God, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Make sure you put in your request. Well, with that said, uh, Yvonne, I want to thank you again, buddy, for sharing your music, your experiences, and your thoughts. And uh, let's listen I in. Thank you for yeah. your time. You know, oh, we man. always have like a, how to say it, really a reunion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a reunion. And uh, uh, and I uh, really appreciate it. And I'm glad uh, that everything is going in the way that you are, you have. You have geared uh, or worked so hard to get into this position. And uh, I wish all the best of luck for you. And thank you again for being on the Decisive Podcast special guest mix. Thank you for inviting me and to practice my Russian English. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, everyone, let's listen in to my man, Mr. Ivan Klamenik from Croatia, the place I love to be, and look forward to seeing you there. Peace out. Thanks, Ivan. Ciao. Thank you, Roberto. Bye.